0: One thing that we have talked about a lot in the in the past on our older podcasts, but mm-hmm. is just like the corporatization of the gaming industry. It's more homogenized. Oh, you know, we will get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We need these this audience,
1: so we're going to take a little bit of the RPG elements into our game. We need this audience, so we're going to take a little bit of these elements and
0: these characters. And the pressure to become a publicly traded corporation comes around, yeah. and as soon as that happens, it's it's almost like clockwork yeah the way that it just (laughs) starts falling apart the pressure to continually grow forever every year till the end of time (laughs) yeah is what has put us where we're at i'm not any longer as sort of i don't know uh into or, or, or really paying a lot of attention to gaming news. It's yeah. been like maybe the last two years I wanna say where I feel like, like totally out of the loop yeah. on everything. I don't me really too. check on it anymore. Yeah, me too.
1: And I'm, uh, this is the, how I am with movies as well. Like yeah. I really just don't know what's happening.
0: Yes, Which, exactly. Well, we used just, to
1: be way into that. It's it's a good place to be actually
0: in yeah. my opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> to not really agree. be it, aware of anything. It's of
0: a totally different perspective. I remember earlier on, maybe probably when we very first started our original dark pixel podcast like in 2016 or 15 or whatever it was where we would talk about things and talk about Mm -hmm. like the general gaming audience versus like us right who are are (laughs) part of the inner sanctum of like (laughs) real gamers right yeah card carrying and i i would actually say like at this point even despite the fact that we continue to have a gaming podcast yeah i feel like i'm almost like uh, maybe all the way into that audience yeah, now where yeah. I'm not as informed right, right, as yeah. I used to be. right. And part of that is being busy. Part of it is just not caring as much anymore. There you go. So when I do see like a piece of news and I see outrage over things or people freaking out about it, 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 I have a totally different perspective on it that makes me feel like really old. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like really old because it, not only does it seem so trivial and just like not to matter and it, right. it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that it did mm. But also I remember When we were growing up and like the the way the culture around video games at that time Yeah versus kind of how it is now and it just makes me feel so left behind yeah. it feels so different yeah. It's almost unrecognizable at times. I mean, there's still, of course, certain things. That, I mean, some somehow I don't know how console wars is still a thing. So well, Xbox just had some interesting yes, news. I'm I plugged was in ju- enough to know about that. That that is what I was actually yeah. kind of referencing. Okay. Was that apparently certain Xbox exclusives? Yeah. Are now going to be PS five P- on PS five yeah. and and there's even you know some speculation about some could come to Switch or the next sure. Switch console or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And just the firestorm of like people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that care <laughs> at all about this. Yeah. It made me sort of reflect on the cultural differences and how different it is, largely because. Of how far the internet has come, so yeah, we would You're have more been more aware of what other people have. Yes, yeah. Not only that, but like, there are a lot of things that are a lot easier to fact check. Mm. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine some of the hoaxes and gaming rumors that we had during our time yes. having like any life today, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, they get shot down <laughs> so fast. You could, so you fast. could, because it's not yeah. only just the fact that there are so many like much more legitimate sources where you can get your information yeah. from, you, there's a lot more developers doing like interviews. People are more interested in like the development process and following the creators and yeah. getting their thoughts on things and you can that's reach right. them easier. Yeah. Like, okay, that's, that's for wild. instance, that's and insane. I'm actually gonna release a video on this. The creator of, of Su- the Suicode End series. Oh yeah. Um died oh, just no way. like this last oh, week. I did not know that. And so their their new game Eoden Chronicle, which was supposed to be like a Suikoden yeah. successor, hasn't mm-hmm. even re- released yet. It's like a couple months away, okay. and so it's a really really sad thing. But it it made me reflect on the fact that I just emailed the guy. Oh really? Yeah, I just oh, emailed then. him and was like, "Hey, there's this rumor that Suikoden two, yeah. the story of Suikoden two, was actually you actually thought of that story before the first game, hmm. but that." It was so ambitious, and like you, you wanted to do this game first to kind of lead into it. Yeah. Is there any truth to that rumor? And he's like, no. Okay, <laughs> right. Like, I feel like because of social media exists, I was able to find his email address and <laughs> and actually ask him. Is this true or not? And within very small time frame, like the next day, the he answer. emails me back with an answer to a bunch of questions I had, and that oh. rumor was debunked like that. Wow! But that rumor had existed yeah. for I don't know, probably like twenty years, and no one thought to just email and ask the guy because <laughs> we're all from the nineties. I know because yeah. we all just sort of like we're okay, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Like there's no there's no source there to click on to check. Right. That's which is what you should be doing. Right. But Anyway, it's but so is, much easier. is your email a source now? Like, how are you going to turn that into it a is, source? It is. It the, is? The Wikipedia has been updated with my video as a source. Oh, sick. How about because that? Because I have his email, and I, I have it in a document, like a Google oh, document nice. people can look at. Okay, So oh, they sweet. can go check it. And so like, you
1: had to include the email in something else, yes. and then that thing. So, so it was in, in the
0: description, and people can click yeah, and yeah, actually gotcha. read it for themselves. Read yeah. not only the Japanese, but also the translation underneath cool, it. Cool, cool. But in any case, it was like... I I was able to I I had I had questions, I had Mm -hmm. doubts about this rumor. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I'm making this Suicode N2 retrospective. Right. So I'm gonna actually find out if this is true or not. Cause I just that does that rang so many alarm bells to me. Yeah. That just seems so wrong based Mm. on everything I knew about how games were made during our growing up period (laughs) and how fast they came together and stuff. Is like that just doesn't seem right. But in 1999 or whenever that game came out, I think, I don't know if I could have just found Moriyama's email and just like you sent him. You could have
1: written him a letter. And I wonder That's if, true. if it would have been a while and it would have cost more money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you would have maybe gotten a response, but here's maybe what, not. here's what I wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to communicate with Heon. Who could oh, translate yeah. my questions oh my and gosh. send it in Japanese. You're right, you're right. You couldn't have done that. In the I could 90s. not have possibly communicated with him because I would have had nobody that I knew anybody yeah, who knew yeah. Japanese. And and, and even, would have been able to translate that letter and then if I even got a letter back, translate it back in English for me. Yeah. Yeah. So the internet <laughs> has the internet today makes it way, way easier on top of the fact that data mining is like a really kind of big thing now. People actually go into the game's code. Yeah, And, and they can they and... can actually confirm yeah. or deny whether or not this rumor that there's if the if, the, if, the, if there's an area for in, in Zelda Ocarina of Time, the light temple. Like if you can yeah, actually yeah. go if there, that's a place. If at that's all. even in the game, yeah, it's code, yeah. right? right. So, because of that, mm. I think it's much harder to create like a a gaming hoax now yeah. that is convincing. Yeah. Like a lot of what we grew up with, which was crazy.
1: <laughs> well, also these like young kids back in the day, you just had each other to talk to. Yeah. But nowadays, a young kid will follow a gamer who's like in his thirties. You know. Yeah. And right. it's like is like doesn't fall for that stuff. <laughs> And so, and you can, you can be on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff. And, and you can be around like older, more mature people. And then you can like, I don't know. I, it almost takes some of the fun out of it. Now that I'm thinking about it, like these young kids, instead of being all creative, they have these older adults telling them, no, that's stupid, you know? And the, instead of being free to maybe, uh, maybe carelessly (laughs) be uh, extra creative with their favorite game, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, this kind of reminds me of that—I I forget what they call it. There's a certain like principle to it mm. where if you have just like a, a few people guessing, say, at how many uh, marbles are in a jar or something like that or, yeah. or pieces of candy or whatever, um, you're going to get these wildly varied, oh, very it's, wrong it's called the wisdom answers. of the crowds. Wis- yes. yes, wisdom of the crowds. Yes, That's yes. exactly what I'm thinking I'm of. I'm of this, yeah. But like, the very larger— good you make that crowd of people guessing. The average. The, the average yeah. gets really close. It it's becomes wild. very accurate. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so there's, there's a certain principle of that that I feel also contributes to this because mm. our gaming communities are now way Huge. bigger.
1: Yeah, it's not like you and your friends. No.
0: Like back then, the
1: best you could hope for as to having a more mature person debunk your like th- <laughs> theories or... Uh, like uh, hoaxes, right, is like your older brother, yeah. right? Oh, my older brother said, nah, and that's how it went. That's how, that's the 90s in a nutshell, is my older brother said, nah, that's the 90s. Um, but nowadays, everybody can follow these older people who will engage with them in, yeah. in some way or other. Um, but yeah, also at the same time, <laughs> that that idea right there. Um, I wonder for kids, though. I wonder if there's like some age limit, though, to where the wisdom of crowds starts to like kind of kick in.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're right, too, because they, they follow influencers, and those influencers often have direct ties to yeah. be able to talk to but developers no and stuff. there were no
1: influencers before. Not like, at that all. That
0: wasn't a thing. It was your older
1: brother. That yeah, was your, your, that older was brother your best, was your, most, most reliable was your influencer. <laughs> he was your most reliable influencer.
0: <laughs> or maybe like a babysitter or something like that, too. Or a baby. Oh, that's like, right. Um, I had a few that. So, yeah. like, when I was growing up, we had this kid who would come over when my parents wanted to go out. Yeah, He was probably... I don't know, I'd say 15, 16. Yeah. He seemed really yes. old and cool to me at the time. At the time, yeah. <laughs> but um like he was the one who helped us beat Super Mario Brothers 3 for example. I would have oh, never nice. seen the end of that game oh, without yeah. him showing me the secrets. You can come and get the whistle and you can like skip yeah, worlds. Yeah, the like what? That like blew my mind. I'm like holy crap, <laughs> how do you know that? Well, the, I had a babysitter <laughs> who would bring over his game genie.
1: Oh, He'd yeah. He'd bring over his game genie and that, Dude, funny cheats. enough that was a thing, right? Yeah. Nowadays, I don't know, but um at the time it's like you get that game genie and we would we would have just the wildest experiences in our games and he also had like a turbo controller yeah. like an SNES but right. it had the little turbo mode yep. where you can like double press a button yep. like a billion, really billion. times yeah. yeah it's wild and he would come with that and we thought he was the coolest ever <laughs> and but he he was kind of arrogant like that too he would yeah. totally
0: dispel all of our like ideas and yeah you kid this is not true like, no. no that's stupid yeah yeah but so like some of the most prominent i mean I really, I only really got into gaming as like a hardcore hobby when the N64 came out. Like, we had an NES yeah, me too, bro. growing up. My parents didn't allow us to get the SNES, so yeah. we kind of skipped over that. We just had a few PC games here and there. Um, things like, uh, like Math Blaster and you know, educational <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. with like, Maybe once in a while mom might like, you know, give in and get let us get a Star Wars game. Or right. it was like Dark Forces or Rebel Assault 2 or whatever.
1: Or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Stuff oh, like that. That was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, but outside of that, you know, I was like totally out of the loop until we got the N64. And that would have been about a year before we moved to Arizona, met you guys. So mm-hmm. that in that year, um, basically all we had was Kobe Bryant, NBA courtside. <laughs> Mario Kart, right. and it ended up being the Legend of Zelda: oh, Ocarina yeah. of Time it right? because it was yeah, Goldeneye. Because it was original Goldeneye, my dad yeah. made us take a bet. Oh, my parents hated that. So, I played basically ju- that whole year was just the year of Ocarina of Time for me. Um, that 1998 1999 year, mm-hmm. um, and so all of my friends in the neighborhood or close by also had this game and had already beaten it because it had oh, come yeah. out. We, we got it late. Yeah. We got it Christmas 98. They had already been playing it. And so they would come over and be like, oh, you're at this part, huh? And they would like pretend they were going to spoil something and then like, or tell me something <laughs> that was wrong uh, on purpose to make me think that that was it. But then yes, it wasn't. yes. Um, I know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I'd be like, no, I don't want to hear it. Like, no, don't tell me. Right. Uh, And then be like, Oh, actually like this person is actually this. And and a lot of times they'd make it up just to like mess with me or whatever. A lot of times they would also just do it. It felt like my friends were trying to almost compete with each other to see like what Uh. secrets they could find. That yeah, nobody else had yeah, found. Right. And so there were a few, there's a few that I feel, I feel like everybody knows. Like everybody yeah. knows about, oh, you can get the rumor or the hoax that you could get the the Triforce in, the Ocarina, of Time. in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like everybody heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that one at least had some level of like, I don't know, like actual authenticity right. Maybe behind in, it. In because,
1: Nintendo Power, there may have been an image that yes. was shared. Yeah.
0: I think there was some video promotional material, mm. which might have been screenshotted for Nintendo Power, yeah, that showed remember. Link opening a box, and there was like Triforce pieces, like yeah. the three Triforce pieces inside. I, I might but, have that Nintendo Power issue actually. Yeah, and so like my parents' house. This was actually true of actually Super Mario Brothers three too, and this is the kind Nintendo of thing yeah. that would never happen yeah. today, <laughs> where they have like levels, like screenshots from levels on the yeah. box art that were like beta testing oh, levels yeah. that aren't actually featured in the game. <laughs> and so that kind of thing would, you'd look at them and go, I don't remember that world. Yeah. That must be a secret. Right. It's and a that, secret that's world. how yeah. those types of rumors might start. Well, you know, what's you funny
1: know? that likely this all likely begins in like the nineties when games really did have these insane, obscure, very difficult to find actual secrets in them. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know. With uh, the Legend of Zelda, you would have to bomb every wall in the entire world until you eventually find like, oh, there's one secret. There really was, though. A legit secret cave. That well, if you put that a bomb was bomb in the right
0: place. Definitely you can go true down. in Final Fantasy games and, oh, and RPGs yeah. of that kind, That's where right. they have the there's secret secret. The secret everywhere. tunnels that are in like you know the walls of the yeah. of the dungeon are black. But there's like one tile in which you can slip through yes, yeah. to like find a chest the, somewhere. The Mario
1: games—they all used to do that.
0: They stuff. they had a lot of those. So kinds they of kind
1: things. of trained us as kids to expect that, yes. right? And so as games started moving into the 3D, um, less of that was happening in 3D. Yeah, but it was still happening here though. Yeah, it was still happening in our minds, <laughs> but it wasn't happening as much in the actual game. You couldn't really just walk through a wall because that doesn't make sense in 3D all the time. No, um, but we were still we had still been. Um,
0: trained to expect them yes and so we were looking for them yeah so like you know the triforce rumor i think most people knew about that yeah as far as like the the iceberg of like video games rumors go this wouldn't even be like beneath the surface of the water yet This is like above the surface type <laughs> yeah. of rumor yeah, yeah, yeah. um but like one that drove me crazy um was that my friend told me you could beat the running man in Ocarina of Time. So there's a there's like a NPC yeah, out on the world map who um, you race, yeah. uh, and and you end up back in Kakariko Village, kind of in that place where the with the bridge that leads into the actual villages. Oh, yeah. That's where the end of the race is. And okay, so the reality behind this is that the, it's programmed into the game. Mm that he beats you by one second no matter what you do. Hmm. So you can't win. But my friend told me that he did. He beat him. He, it was like a first-hand account. I beat him, I figured it out. Yep. But ev- every time I asked him, well, how, what did you do? He would say, I'm not gonna tell you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how I beat it. I'm not going to tell you. You just got to figure it out yourself. Classic, classic. And I, I, yeah. I, I believe my friend. I don't think he's lying to me. The the yeah. kid was legitimately lying to me, <laughs> like just making it up. Because again, I feel like they were. There was almost a competition yeah. to see like who could find the coolest secret. Like, of the oh, game. you haven't done it. Oh, yeah. I did it. Yeah. So I wasted so much freaking time. I, I want to mm. say weeks, or maybe even a month. Every day, like trying to beat this guy, yeah, but trying to like, just like perfectly like round that corner and not like have any slowdown. Cause I had done a lot of practice, say in, in the racing with the horse and lawn ranch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, you could get pretty good at like yeah. getting a really good time on that or whatever. Just
1: was. making Luigi get super pissed over and over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Luigi. That's right. Luigi. He looked like that Luigi. wasn't, it well, wasn't Talon. his name, but I, Talon. Yeah,
1: something like that. There's but. Malon and Talon. Oh, wait.
0: No, I can't remember the brother. I can't remember his name. Anyways, he did ing, look like – They looked like Mario something. and Luigi, though. And there I do yeah. remember people – kids talking about that, yeah. that that was supposed to be Mario and Luigi. Because <laughs> yeah. there is a portrait of Mario. Oh, in, in Princess you, Peach's when, castle. Yeah, when you look yeah. at – in Zelda's castle, there's a window you can look through and you can see a picture of Mario with the wing hat. Yeah. Um. And something else, too, but I can't remember. Anyway. Um, So, yeah, people talked about that. But I wasted so much time trying to beat this guy. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who also, uh, all these rumors that came Mm -hmm. out during the time, tried and tried and tried to do all these ridiculous things. And I think that was probably the the biggest tell about whether or not something was true or not was how how many absurd steps does it take (laughs) to actually do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like... Pokemon, for instance. Mm. Um I I can't remember what this was, but there was some like there was some like list of steps you had to do where you had to kill like an absurdly high number of this particular Pokemon without shutting the game off or saving. <laughs> that was always a big <laughs> a big tell to. You can't save. Yeah, so you have you to leave save. it on. And like yep. your battery is going to get drained after a certain amount of time. So yep. you, gotta, you yep. have to actually replace the batteries and they're oh gosh. The Game Boy batteries would not last very long. No. Either. That was. That so was you had to kill a certain amount. You had to go do this thing, like turn the Game Boy upside down <laughs> and repeat yeah. this process a certain <laughs> number of times, <laughs> right. And then you'd be able to um, unlock <laughs> one of those secret HMs, which were like the moves that would let you push rocks or okay. do different things on the map right. to move the truck Uh, in which town was it? I forget. Anyway, but there's, there was supposed to be Mew. That's where you could get Mew in the game. Right. And like, that was a really big one that a lot of people sort of propagated in my circles. Um, I didn't play any Pokemon games except the original red and blue. Yeah. I don't think that I've played any after that. I didn't didn't play any of them after that. So I only really know about that one. But another one that my circle of friends were talking about was Mew 3. Um Mew3. Yeah, you could get a Mew3 in the game cuz Mew and Mewtwo are real. Right. But like they said okay, Mew3. And anyway, it was like I didn't really know if I could I could trust them anymore or like believe that. <laughs> but then the Pokémon movie came out and they actually reference the rumor in the movie which actually sparked the rumor again. It <laughs>
1: made it <work>. <laughs> <laughs> Because
0: like That's the hilarious. scientists that create yeah. Mewtwo in the movie, mm-hmm. they, there's like, and Mew, Mew, Mewtwo is like in like a set of armor in that. Yeah, so there's yeah. like screenshots where yeah. people are like, oh, is that like an, an evolution of Mewtwo to like Mew3? But then also mm-hmm. the scientist in the movie says, now we can begin work on Mew3 or something like <laughs> that. It's like a line from the movie. Did they and ever so, do a Mew 3? There's like a thousand no, Pokemon No, there, I think there's like mega evolutions, oh, which yeah, are a different yeah. thing that came yeah. way later. and I don't know nothing about it. I seriously don't. Mm-hmm. But apparently there's a mega evolution of Mew 2 or, or Mew or something like that where mm-hmm. it's, yeah, crazy. But anyway, uh, that was that was something that was really different about the era we grew up in because I don't even yeah. think we had the internet in our house. Until until Arizona, I think we got net zero.
1: Oh yeah, and you guys, that yeah. was
0: the first time we ever had internet in my yeah. house. Now there were the internet had been accessible for years before that, but my family was way behind on the adoption of technology. We had AOL
1: and something else before that, but <laughs> yeah, we technically had it, but we really rarely used it.
0: Yeah, I remember for the most part what I used it for was just. Well, I didn't even chatting. know what to do. Yeah. Just like chatting with, <laughs> with you guys down the street. Oh, hotmail.
1: Like, hotmail had, was it MSN Messenger? Yeah, MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger was exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And then ICQ, the internet chat query, something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. And then there were some like online games you could play where you could, you know, chat Hobo with people. Hobo Hotel. remember yes, that? Yes, I do yeah, remember Hobo that.
1: Yeah, Hotel. That was the weirdest, one. <laughs> 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 for some, somehow that was fun to play for a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then we discovered
0: Runescape. Runescape kind of replaced that. Yeah, I but look, that. we
1: were early on Runescape too, so that yeah. was uh, uh, that was a different game back then.
0: But I feel like today, there's like I, at least as far again. I'm kind of unplugged, but like gaming yeah. hoaxes are just not a thing now, like they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe once in a while someone will do some really elaborate. Mm. Like I heard of some something that a kid did uh, where. It was was like during Halo 3. Maybe somebody in the chat could like, if they know more about this, like spark my memory on this. But they like, they got some video footage Mm. from like a really early Halo 3 beta something or other. Oh, yeah. But in order to like mask some of the things that would give this away as being something like that, the kid ended up like taping that Putting it on a videotape. Oh, of course. Tape, yeah. Smart. And smart. then putting the videotape into the, a VCR and then filming a oh CRT TV, <laughs> yeah. this footage and being like, see, I got like a secret, like Halo 3 something or other, and, and unlocked That's this. I, I can't remember all the details, but like yeah. you have to go through that level yeah. of steps to be able to like fool somebody right. now. Yeah. Even a little bit. It's not hard or it's not easy.
1: It's way harder. Yeah, though. like it used to be. But almost the the rumor stuff nowadays is it goes all the way back to like just games and development and just leaks about mm. like what's coming. Like you're right. You can't really get away with it with a game that already exists. You have to like – it has to be something nobody has touched yet. Yeah. And then you say, oh, I have an advanced copy or, hey, this is what's happening. Oh, this news is coming and, you know, maybe it's confirmed or maybe not. Mm. But that's basically what it's kind of turned into is that it's all yeah. about the future. It's
0: never about what you actually have that yeah. you could verify for yourself. Here's another one actually I just thought about. Again, yeah. this this was – I haven't actually released this part of the interview that I did with Hiro Gucci a couple of years oh, really? back when, for Fantasian. Um, cause we were, we had a certain number of questions we could ask and I, most of them were about Fantasian, of course, yeah, but yeah. I, I snuck in a couple about Final Fantasy cause I was still working on my retro, my redo of That's the right. retrospectives, yeah. um, the scripts for those. And so one thing that a lot of people have talked about, and th- I saw this as recently on Twitter as like, I want to say three years ago. Okay. Um, about a Final Fantasy 4 that had been in development for the Famicom, oh. not the Super Famicom. Oh, and that interesting. And then huh. what was called Final Fantasy 5, which we know as Final Fantasy 4, mm-hmm. was re-termed Final Fantasy 4 because that FF4 Famicom game got canceled. Oh, Some So there's this yeah. whole thing about that. So when I was doing my research on this, like it, it seemed like... Because there was one publication, some Japanese publication, that put a screenshot of of what they, the idea was it was what they were thinking might come in a Final Fantasy IV. And it had like uh. different classes, like these new classes like Baker or something like that. <laughs> but awesome. they, were, they were just speculating. Yeah. It was just like, here's what we think a Final Fantasy IV might have or what might be cool. But some people misinterpreted that for being like, oh, here's this mm. Famicom Final Fantasy four game that's going to have these different classes and hmm. that we hadn't seen in three anyway. So there is even a quote from one of like the PR people of who had worked in Squaresoft as like a PR, like a uh, public relations person. Yeah. And even she was quoted as saying in somewhere, yeah, that. Project was cancelled very, very early on in the development. It actually didn't get very far or something like, like that. Like
1: I'm sure they had pitches and and spec stuff that was like uh, possibilities for future games. Yeah. Like at what point do you say, oh, this was they were going to do it or not? But yeah. you know, you're gonna have material like that.
0: Right. And so I saw people quoting that as early as because I had already done my interview with Hironobo Sakaguchi. and I saw people talking about this on Twitter. Mm. And like citing these sources for it and people, like, oh, I didn't even know there was a Final Fantasy four. And I mm, wanted yeah. so bad to say something yeah, because I had already done an interview, but I was trying to save it for this series I was going to release. Uh, right. But I asked him straight up like, hey, can you can you tell me more about this Final Fantasy four project for this Famicom? And he's like. Uh, I, I hope I'm not like ruining anything for you, but like that didn't exist. <laughs> there, <laughs> was,
1: nice. there was there yeah.
0: was no such project. So either he yeah. has totally forgotten it. or well, um, I guess that's possible. There were talks about it that were so preliminary. Yeah, so yeah. so just like whiteboard kind mm-hmm. of like sketch out of ideas. That never really made it into any real level of development. Mm, yeah. That it's not worth remembering. That's probably more
1: likely. Yeah, because I'm sure they had they had lots of ideas. Sure. For games, but like, <laughs> what, at what point do you say, "Oh no, we're we're going to do this one," and then it's going to be this is what it's going to be? Yeah, they probably didn't get there. That was thirty more than thirty years. ago. Yeah,
0: and I mean, That's so long. Ago. Again, my research into the development history of Final Fantasy has revealed that they do forget a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they'll even, like, talk to each other. Like, remember, like, this, this, all I don't remember that. Like, yeah, yeah, you said this and this and this. It's like, oh, dude, I I forgot. (laughs) So, you know, they forget a lot of things themselves. So it could have existed, but I think if it had existed, it would have been not even a game that really saw any sort of legitimate light of day or any real development. Yeah. Just a, a concept or something like that. But, um hmm. Again, that came from the fact that I could talk to him over the internet, yeah, and have a translator there who could yes. like yeah. translate <laughs> and like answer that question. Yeah, and so crazy. yeah, it's just it's weird how different. Uh, but another thing I think is really different too about today, and people are talking a lot right now about a collapse. For the video game industry, not um, th- something
1: unlike, like that might be coming, yeah, um, but it won't be a total collapse. I mean, I there, don't think there's so. a mark, everyone has a phone now, like, there's yeah. there's gonna be a market for this stuff in the future. But as to gosh, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing nowadays with like uh, meta and yeah, uh, you know, the goggles and mm. like where things are gonna go, I'm not excited about that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a huge generation gap that's gonna become obvious. Because like people our age are going to not want to wear that. No. But then people who are younger, who grew up maybe more open to that stuff, they're not going to think it's such a big deal. Yeah. And so how how do they sell to both? How are they yeah. going to sell products to both? Because yeah. the hyper generation splits are just becoming wider and wider now. Yeah. As things change faster and faster. Um. But the idea of consoles just in general is a limited idea. It's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. At some point, a console it's just your TV. It's like, it's like um. My TV has uh, like Chromecast or whatever or yeah. it, it came. It's a
0: smart TV. Yes. So it
1: just has games on the TV. Streaming the services. The TV itself has a game. Yeah,
0: streaming services. Yeah. That like just, Apple
1: TV yeah. had Fantasian as we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a hard one to get around in the future uh, for the consoles to sell you extra stuff when it could just easily just be yeah. – you just play it on your TV. You don't need an extra thing. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, the, the consoles might have a little bit longer. Um, but that's coming. That's just gonna be weird. It is, and you have to buy a different TV. You have to buy a right brand TV to get the right games.
0: Or I would think it would just be something app you download onto it, like a Netflix or something like that. Oh, that's right. Just your Nintendo subscription. subscription. There you go. And they just have a library. I'd say in the next twenty years, you know, something something like that that could happen. Yeah, and they could all implement like some kind of augmented reality. Oh, for sure. Goggles, and you get this or that sort of feature added to it. But. Um, one thing that we have talked about a lot in the, in the past on our older podcast, but it's mm-hmm. just like the corporatization of the gaming industry. We started talking about it, you know, seven or eight years ago, but it's more homogenized. Like it's just, it's every game is essentially the same thing. Yeah. They're very similar. Um, where there's, there's very few genres that are popular as far as first player games go. They're almost all open world. They're almost all including these RPG elements. Yeah, yeah. They almost all include like some form of like stealth where you can sneak yeah. through tall grass.
1: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> what yeah. all of like this single player, maybe narrative driven type of games have fallen into this where where it's their budgets are so big. It's like yeah. so bloated. They can't risk they're anything. They're playing so safe that they're yeah. just including things that they think people want.
1: And things from everything. Oh, we'll get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We need these, this audience, so we're gonna take a little bit of the RPG elements into our game. We need this audience, so we're gonna take a little bit of these elements and these characters, and um, that's they're just taking a little bit of everything. Yeah, And then, um, in my opinion, they're missing But most so many games do this now, and they have bigger marketing budgets now,
0: so they still sell really well. A lot of these games still sell fine. There's actually just a lot of people, not even just in the gaming industry, but in tech and in especially in like the media, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, media companies. There's massive layoffs happening right now in all of these well, everywhere fields, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Um you know, there's all this concern about AI and how much AI. it's going to be able to replace yeah. like manual labor on these type of things. News, organized large news sites are yes. having big layoffs. It's it's like yeah. a, it's kind of a big concern right now. Yeah. But to me, it's not about AI. It's not about something like that. It is about yeah. the entire corporate structure. Yeah. It's about all of these really interesting creators who sort of formed these small companies. Yeah that had these really cool ideas. And then at some point, they ex- grew or expanded to where the, the I don't know if I wanna call it pressure or temptation, maybe mm. one or the other or both, yeah. depending on the circumstance. The pressure to become a publicly traded corporation comes around, yeah. and as soon as that happens, it's it's almost like clockwork, Yeah, the way that it just <laughs> yeah. starts falling apart. The whole cancer of like the corporate mindset on, yeah. I don't care what industry it is. You have to have grown from last year, every, every year,
1: every year, forever, forever. Yeah. If Otherwise, you ever decline,
0: yeah. then people start selling their stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the pressure to continually grow forever, yeah. every year till yeah. the end of time yeah. <laughs> is what has put us where we're at. Yeah, yeah, sure. And why we don't see the kinds of really exciting, different, crazy, weird, yeah, like interesting experimentation that sort of led to the birth of these franchises that now get yeah. recycled over and over and over again.
1: What's unfortunate is that, that so these indie devs that make the those kinds of interesting things, I think I think maybe at least in part your issue might be more along the lines of that those indie devs who make these things they just they're just squeezed out of ever like being in an being in an elevated position yes. like they're just going to always be indie devs making these sub indie like games and that's fine for people in the indie scene who can know who to go to, right? Yeah. But it's not culture-building stuff. It's not stuff that's actually going to, like, expand very far. It's weird mm-hmm. games. You're not going to be able to talk to very many people about them unless you're online or something. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's something unfortunate. Like, Final Fantasy wasn't that. Or A lot of these early games that you were talking about, all the kids were playing them because those mm-hmm. were the games to play. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like you just got to be one of the weird kids, and you got to still play good games. They're there, but you're just going to be weird. <laughs> And you're going to be one of the weird people playing awesome games, but um, not really having any as many people to talk to about them. Yeah. And I don't know. That's there's something that kind of isolates you. You kind of feel like you got to play the Fortnite. You got to play Grand Theft Auto. You got to do what everyone else is doing.
0: Yeah. So as I was, you know, sort of this last week, and I guess even further beyond that, contemplating like what's the real difference, because there there's yeah. a whole meme culture surrounding. You know, boomer and zoomer, like old people versus the young people, which yeah, yeah. is not a new thing. I mean, that's existed know, forever. That's, yeah, you get forever. one generation that ages, sees this next generation's humor Scoring or culture, around, and be yeah. like, "This culture is freaking stupid." <laughs> and then there's like, "Oh, well, you're just old. You just don't get yeah, it." Yeah, which have is a, true. I have a lot of very good linguistic examples of that, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> so that yeah. that exists, right? But like, yeah. as I'm thinking about, okay, am has. Has the culture or, or just sort of like the the spirit of this hobby I, I once like was really into really changed that much because you still got console wars and stuff that existed then? Yeah. So, like, there's still certain parts of it that are there. Well, the
1: console wars or, were bred from the fact that you could only buy one because we were poor, <laughs> right? Like, that's what the console wars is. I'm too poor to have all the consoles. Yeah. And so the one I have has to be the best it one. Has to be the best Because one. it's the one I have. And yeah. screw you for telling me that mine sucks. Yours sucks.
0: Yeah. And that's it, you know? Yeah. That's what console wars is. It's just, you know, sort of basic very- kindergarten tri- uh, tribalism. <laughs> yes. But, But I was really serious to think about it. Like, what is the real difference? Like, the real difference? Is there one? Or am I just too old? And I'm just not with it anymore? Of course, there's going to be some part of that that's true. Of course. But I really do think it boils down to those two things. What has really changed the way it feels, I guess, to be involved or... Uh, with a new game coming out and being a part of the crowd that's like experiencing that for the first time yeah. is how connected we are via the internet and social media. You, you just don't have nearly as much to weed through as far, and, or even to yeah. know how to beat the game. I mean, like guides existed, but you had to buy like a yeah, magazine yeah. that would like, and that's a lot right. of times even those weren't like comprehensive, they would miss things. Yeah, And then like the internet comes around, you get game FAQs and you yeah. get uh, a bunch of different websites now that will post their own sort of guides on how to beat stuff. You, there's no mystery to it anymore. You get stuck on something, you can go find out how to beat it in 10 yes. seconds. Yeah, And yeah. That, that didn't exist. So you had to rely on your friends. And sometimes they would just totally lie <laughs> to you about whether you. or not you could actually do something. <laughs> and you waste a month trying to figure it out. That's so funny. <laughs> so like the internet uh, and social media has really changed it. Not only in that respect, but also in the in the respect that there's just a lot more general nastiness. I feel like. Oh yeah. Where totally. uh, You know, people are just because you're exposed to just way more people, so you just find. Well,
1: it's one thing to have that friend that's you know. Yeah, it's one thing to have like the friend who comes over and is just like laughing at you because he's rich and he can (laughs) afford all the games, and you've got your one game, and you don't play his games. Or, but it's a whole different thing with social media. It just amplifies that stuff. Yeah. It amplifies um, all the negativity and all the nastiness. Right. And it's so much, it's so different in part because of social media and really not in a good way. Yeah. Um, social media has made it so that, uh, like, I don't know, like it's made it hard to be a kid, honestly, especially, I I don't know, like, I don't know what you'd think about this, but I'm like, I'm thinking about my kids and I'm like, no social media as long as possible,
0: (laughs) as long as possible. I think that I actually think that's smart. I do. I think
1: so too. Except that their friends are going to all have it, and yes. social media is the new video games. It's the new entertainment, and it and so my kids aren't going to be playing the same game, which is the game of life and being better than everyone else and showing a TikTok, pres- presenting everyone a life uh, that is more perfect. Following
0: than... this or that influencer. Yes,
1: um, that's the new video game. That's kind of what it is. Maybe that's why <laughs> the collapse of everything's happening because everyone's finding that their entertainment is just their social media feed and not games, movies, news any As of that much. stuff Well mm-hmm. certainly
0: that's true for news. I mean, yeah. people are not going they're not turning on their cable to go watch like <laughs> gosh, NBC when I moved into whatever. my new house, I don't know what you did, but I they showed me they gave me a little
1: package it was like, "Here's the cable offerings." And I was like, uh, throw that in the freaking garbage. <laughs> I'm not paying like 70 bucks a month for cable. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. I don't watch I don't do that, man. I got yeah. Netflix, I got YouTube. Like, yes. I don't need cable."
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's been funny for me too because we we eventually got YouTube TV. Okay, but that but that's was still cheaper though. The only reason yeah. that I care about that at all mm. is to watch sports. Sports. I don't okay. watch anything else on it other than that, okay. which I probably should have just subscribed to, but if you do just do ESPN then you're going to miss cuz there's all other yeah, networks that you have miss the different stuff. NBC and yeah, yeah. So CBS. anyway, that was the only reason. That's the yeah. only time I actually watch like legitimate TV anymore is yeah. for when the NFL's on or NBA or whatever, yeah, and, and even then I don't follow them that closely anymore. I right. used to be Me way neither. more into it than now.
1: Yeah, well, as soon as Kobe retired, I was
0: like, I don't know, I'm <laughs> don't just, care I'm not as into the NBA anymore. Um, I haven't watched it much since. So, yeah, uh, basically, inter- my, I would say if I were to draw a pie chart with like the percentage of time yeah. spent on what. It's probably like 85% YouTube. Me
1: too. just oh, youtube.com yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: is where my entertainment comes from. youtube.com. And then the probably the next sliver might be like 10% um, like actually sitting down playing a video game or something like that. Okay, but yeah. mostly that's for our podcast. Right, right. Now, which, and then which is for YouTube. Whatever 5% <laughs> is left over would be spent on things like social media or like yeah, watching yeah. a movie or yeah. Whatever. I guess now streaming services do come into that. I do that a lot more now than I used to.
1: Uh, but sometimes, yeah, with like me and my wife, we'll watch yes, stuff when yeah. you
0: when you're when you're just you know hanging out together yeah, yeah. and you just wanted to spend some time. You might watch a show. So maybe that's a little bit bigger of a piece of advice. Pie. So maybe we, we take YouTube down to yeah. seventy five instead of eighty five percent. But it's still overwhelmingly just watching YouTube. There was a survey done a while
1: ago that was
0: like, "Hey, what which
1: social media site do you think is the most valuable?" And YouTube by far
0: yeah. was the winner. Yes. Yeah.
1: It is, it, yeah. Uh, I I could lose all social media, but if I can keep YouTube, that'd be nice. That, yeah. At the same time, well, YouTube, um, the comment section is what it is, right? Yeah. But the nastiness and the hate isn't so much the 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 point, right? You're kind yeah. of just like on uh, the other social media sites. A lot of it is, you know, like your friends and friend your friends and people who know people who like to dunk on people all the time and get some, you know, social points and whatnot. Um, but, but for YouTube, it's like. You can kind of skip all that. You don't have to read the comments and it's not posts and you're not seeing a dozen of them. It's just one video. I don't
0: know. Yeah. So, but I feel like, I mean, this is already kind of true. Say Facebook, I've already abandoned that. Yeah. And I I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. (laughs) I'm in the generation for which like that kind of was made for. Right, So that's right. I've already jumped ship yeah. on that. Yeah, me and too, it's yeah. basically just like my parents who use it. Yes, now. that is Facebook. But I feel like yep. YouTube is, is I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but I could see a future in which that starts to turn more towards something like TikTok. That's already happening. The kids yeah, with shorts. are watching TikTok, not YouTube necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think TikTok is all the way there yet because TikTok is mostly just random kind of silly dance videos and and memes. The thing about YouTube is that you can find
1: legit like advice on how to like when my laundry, my, uh, my laundry machine, not, yeah, my laundry machine had broke and I was like, all right, man, I got to freaking fix this. And I'm not opening TikTok for none of that. Like I'm going to YouTube and I'm typing how to, and then I typed in the model of my machine and I saw a whole tutorial and I was able to fix the machine by myself. No social media site can give me that just YouTube. TikTok doesn't even come close. The videos are too short.
0: Yes. And I think as long as YouTube has that as sort of its base or foundation and there's no competitor trying to do that that youtube will always be very useful and and will have like a a strong hold kind of on the market share or whatever you want to call it but here's another thing though people mm. also on youtube just watch
1: video games yes and like playthroughs and longer videos i think that has to be eating into margins for the video game companies as well probably at an increasing rate
0: sure because you know you just watch whether or not yeah you like it. And well, even if you do like them. it, you're following maybe. your streamer.
1: It feels like you're playing it with yeah the streamer or the person playing. And so maybe you just watch them play the whole dang thing and then you never buy it. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know how big of a deal that is. I know a while ago, game companies were complaining about that. I do think it's a problem though. And I do think that it's only growing. It's a growing problem. Yeah. That at some point will have to be addressed one way or the other.
0: Right. And so this kind of circles back around to so the, the two things that I feel like are legitimate, I, this is not me just being nostalgic for my time or me just like, eh, like trying to like you kids today, you don't know yeah. what it was like. It's Darn not kids. that. It's I promise it's not that. This is me like in good faith trying to like, yeah. r- is there really a difference? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like those are the two things. It's it's the, the level of ease to access um, of information about it and large communities, which are yeah. able to confirm or deny the validity of said information. <laughs> yeah. And then also the just hardcore corporatization yeah. of certain franchises we grew up with, which is sort of pushing towards this out-of-control expansion rate and yeah. bubbling of the industry that is certain to have some kind of collapse, well, maybe not a total collapse, to pop, yeah. like you were saying earlier, not a total collapse, right? but at least we're not looking at games being made for a budget of $200 million. But that would be a good thing. That would be a good thing. It would be a great a thing. A really good thing.
1: To drop the budget of even a great high, high-level game to the single millions, <laughs> <laughs> single-digit millions,
0: and, and that's what... Because yeah. a lot of the games we grew up with were very limited in terms of what they were even capable of doing yeah. the hardware no matter how ambitious you were the hardware just kind of just well there's text limitations all the way up through the 16-bit <laughs> era yeah totally. there's so, only a certain <laughs> amount of text yeah we had to like limit how, what how many words are in the game yeah, yeah. so like when you're <laughs> working within that kind of frame it forces Absolutely. you to be so creative to find solution to problems yeah whereas and and this is something that developers who were a part of, say, Square at that time versus now, they'll, they mm. admit themselves. Yeah. It's harder to sort of get unified on a vision when, man, there's so many ways we could do this and there's so many possibilities. It's not that there's no limits. There's always a limit. Yeah. But the limits are not nearly as restrictive as they once were. The The amount of data they can work with is just so Kay. much higher. Okay, I've got it. I, so
1: I've got a decent analogy. Oh. I've, I've figured this out now. So when you eliminate boundaries, the assumption is that you're going to get all kinds of crazy, really cool, different things. Yes. Uh, but what actually tends to happen when you eliminate boundaries is that you get a lot more of the, the, same, same. the same thing. Exactly. And it, you, you would think intuition would say that that wouldn't be the case. But yes. I have an example for this, at least in part. Um, you've got something like um, the Internet in general. Just the whole internet. Now, could you have guessed could you have guessed in the nineties that like as soon like, oh my gosh, if only people could have the access of all the wisdom of the world, like we'd be so much better. People would be all here and there. And and what ends up happening when the internet opens up the access to knowledge of everything is that people ignore all of it and
0: don't care. They become even more and
1: they narrow for some narrowed into their echo chambers. The internet. Has narrowed people into a more – even more refined, a more like a smaller space than they were before, right? When they had to go to the library and read books to learn stuff. Yes. Right? Um, It's a great point. Isn't that weird? It's a great point. Who would have guessed that the internet would have – that the the broadening of boundaries would have led to actually a narrowing of your average person's interests?
0: I think that's a very, very true principle. And again, it's not even just like – it it applies to everything. It's like the less limits – as any type of creator, when you sit down and there are, this is a true say of painters or artists and mm. it's just a blank canvas and you can yeah. do literally anything on that canvas. It's <clears> actually <throat> harder to get started It is than if you go it's in like, give me with a, a small... set of rules or yeah, like a yeah. uh, color a word, palette. Yeah. Or, yeah, w- yeah. Like say in an art class yeah. where your teacher tells you you're going to paint in this style. You have to do this subject. Yeah. You have to do this, 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 and this all of a sudden it's, it's, it's much more, focused. Yeah. And then you, oh, well, if I can't do that, well, how can I do this, but not this way, but so I can follow yeah. the the rule or whatever, or the limit. It's,
1: it's almost like beauty isn't just what can you do? If, there's some aspect of beauty that it's like, what can you do within a certain confines? Yes. Com, within certain confines. Yes. Uh, when anything is possible it becomes difficult to define like what even is beauty if anything's possible right yes. but if you've got some type of frame there then it's like okay you you can actually work with something and now here's the thing somebody who is very well practiced at painting within a frame maybe could do something pretty cool with some unlimited thing like but sure. there's but there are very few people who are like that the assumption is that with the internet everyone would become like that no yeah. with the internet everybody doesn't freaking know what to do and just follows whatever the guy next to him is doing yes. and now here, here we go. Like, and yeah. now
0: the, the new boundaries are set even narrower than the previous yeah. ones. It's almost like when the the confines or the barriers are so high, Yeah. somebody kind of pushes it in this way yeah. to, to like a certain point. And they're like, and people look at that and they kind of just follow suit. Yeah. Whereas if, if they're really, really smaller confines, you've got to find... All of these different ways around solutions that spark a level of creativity yeah. that you you just won't be pushed enough to even because it's 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 hard. Oh it it's is. hard yeah. to think. You sit there and strain, going like, oh, how can I solve this problem? I can't do this, 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 or this. It's it's like labor-intensive for the mind yeah. to like work through that problem. But that's where you get breakthroughs that are legitimately like genius ideas. Yeah. Whereas when you're not limited, it's like, well, we can, you're not, you're not forced to think outside the box. Yeah, and so yeah. everyone kind of no follows box. into one path <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what's happened. Well, that's so with funny. the industry. This is almost just uh,
1: within the nature of um, what do you call it, fast food culture or just get what you want right now, whatever yes. you want culture, which has been going on for probably a century now, um, but has
0: really kind of reached a pretty ridiculous point now, yeah. and specifically with things like TikTok. Uh, Beardmo puts choice paralysis here. Ah the, yes, this is uh, something I, I saw some studies on. Well, this happens to me. If you give me a menu with thirty things on it, I'm yeah, I I'm
1: like I don't know whatever you're ha- what are you having? I'll have that, you know. Yeah. But if you give me a menu with like four things on it, like yeah, I'll pick one of these four. It so there
0: was uh, again. I I think I've referenced this now at least ten times <laughs> in this podcast. But the the Vsauce um, series, which was usually a, a, originally a YouTube original, yeah. Um, now it's available. But minefield. No. they had one uh, episode they did where they were basically um, exploring this whole idea so they they had like they went out to a public place and they had this tray of like 50 different jelly bean flavors and they're asking people to you know select which one they want Right, and they they're showing the people going oh like and let's like just just like yeah totally like like just um <laughs> I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. They're just struggling so much right. to like pick the thing that they want. Cause you're
1: trying to objectively determine based on all, you do, like a, a March madness, like calendar, like, okay, yeah. well, what about this? But this and this, but which one, cause you want to find the best one, yes. which is the best one of the 50 here. Yes. And whereas the truth is like, it doesn't freaking matter, man. Yeah. Like it's just a jelly bean, yeah. but people get all up in a, up in a like twist. They can't figure it out. Yeah.
0: But what they would yeah. do at the end is then ask them, okay, but they told them you can only choose one. You can only choose one jelly yeah, bean. Yeah. Which one do you want? And then they would, they would eventually choose it and they'd eat it. And they'd say, okay, um, how, how confident do you feel in your choice or do you regret what you chose? And they most of the time they yet, said, right? man, I, I think I yeah. might have wanted that one. Maybe I yeah. should have done that one instead. Yeah, yeah, Then they go and do the experiment again with just two jelly bean. Which one do you want? This one or this one? Yeah. And all the people were confident that they right. chose the right one Perfect. or the one that they wanted. And so I feel like there's this kind oh, of universal man. concept of like when you simplify or make the confines smaller, right, um, you, you get – I think people are much better. Like our, our, uh, human beings' minds are just much more able to work within that and do yeah. something that's satisfactory or like come up with something that feels original rather than when the the canvas is left blank and there are no rules. See, it's so funny because what you think people want is, oh, I want no
1: walls, no rules, yeah. right? Yeah. But what people really want, what people really deeply crave for is like some structure yes. that can uh, help alleviate the burden of the infinite possibility of every possible choice that they could make, yes. right? There's so many choices. And you you look at people nowadays like – you know, do you want me to, like, put boundaries around your life and what you should or should not, can or cannot do? Well, I uh, intuitively,
0: no. Right. But it probably would be better. Right. Like, I would probably but, have better results if Like, so. we don't like it. We want to yeah. rebel against the boundaries. Yes.
1: But then when they're not there, we're, like,
0: really need those boundaries. Yes. We're lost.
1: We crave them, right? Maybe yes. a few people can get by without them. Actually, yes. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say nobody can. But some people may do better than others. we we'll yeah.
0: or, or maybe some people are a little bit better with... Uh, looser confines yes, yeah. than others who need stronger ones. Yeah. But yeah, like,
1: but, but we all need them, but we all hate them. Yes. Right. So there that's weird. That's a weird position to be in. Yes. And when you're in this, uh, what I deem, what I called fast food culture, I don't even know what to call it. This, this, <laughs> uh, instant gratification, right. Um, yeah. you, you just don't want the boundaries. You don't want them at all. And you just, th- your first instinct is just like, Oh, get rid of them because you can. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just get rid of them. And uh, then you end up just kind of following what the guy next to you is doing anyways. And you end up, not without realizing it, you've just allowed somebody else to set up new confines around yeah, you right. that may even be stricter. But you feel more free because at least that dude didn't tell you the boundaries. Right. And I, I chose these boundaries. Like, okay, yeah. fine. But they're still there. Yeah. That's funny. So as I – The illusion of choice. That's yeah, it. the illusion of choice. Oh, gosh. We could do a whole thing about that. Oh, that's, totally. uh, I That actually the, – the, uh, the concept that – Wow, that's just weird. I know that's crazy, actually, <laughs> because it's in, it's interesting in a video game, but it's even more interesting when you look at like real life and be yeah. like the illusion of choice. We, we oh, talked geez. we talked oh, about man.
0: that uh, a little bit. We we kind of near right, sort of. Well, with Nier and with Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh yeah. When yeah. I was talking about, I don't even know if I have a choice whether I like this game or not. It just kind of is what it is. But you do have the illusion. But of choice. But we do all of our post hoc so? reasoning yeah, afterwards yeah. to sort of explain to ourselves or justify why we didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, But whether or not I liked it might not have even been my choice at all. But that's a a topic for another day. What what I've kind of come down to now that we've talked through all of this about the differences in what games were like when we were growing up versus what games are like now, it it boils down to those two things. But I think one of them is actually a good thing and the other is bad. Obviously, the corporatization and ballooning. of the industry is bad. It may lead to something like
1: short-term. The long-term is just like death. (laughs) Yes, I look into your future and I see only death. (laughs) Long-term, right? Yes. And that's just a fact. Totally unsustainable.
0: Totally unsustainable. You got people making choices who have no real understanding or passion for the craft, they're only interested in maximizing profits. And all of this is bad, harmful for the quality of games, for the creativity in what can we actually do with this. So most of that gets explored by these small indie creators who do something really interesting and it either goes unnoticed entirely or some some investor sees that and comes in and, and corporatizes them and gets them all know, into the that's same the problem. Thing. And you
1: can't avoid it though.
0: Yeah. Because like money talks. Who's right? gonna say no to yeah. buying my little company for five million dollars? Yeah. Like, and then they call it the, the golden
1: handcuffs, right? Yeah. Like you you willingly get shackled with handcuffs because they're made of gold, and then you're okay with losing all that stuff because you got money now.
0: Yes. So that to me is like a, a no-brainer bad thing the other though the the internet and the growing of sort of the size of the community or the number of people yeah in a way i think is actually a way better thing because because of what we talked about at the beginning yeah when you have a larger group of people you get closer to like deciphering what the the median between all those opinions We'll get closer to what the truth is. To the truth, yeah. Right? You have some people over here saying this totally insane, off-the-wall, stupid take on something. (laughs) And maybe some other people on the other side that are just as dumb making some stupid. But, like, when when you have a large group coming all together, you'll get sort of, uh, hopefully, something closer to what, like, I guess the true... Answer or like the consensus that's very, is that's very interesting, and you, you huh. actually that actually I think better than playground kids trying yeah. to trick each other into like
1: <laughs> <laughs> what because can there's only a few happen. people right, and yes. so the
0: likelihood you're going to get a decent yes. average is is low now because your sample size is too small. There, there's pros and cons to that too. It's like you'd lose the sense of I, I think with how easy access to guides and walkthroughs is you lose a little bit of that sense of exploration with a new game where you have literally no idea how to beat this. You got to figure it out or you quit. Yeah. It's like the stakes are a little bit higher. It feels (laughs) a little bit more intense, I guess. Whereas now it's like, Oh, I don't want to beat that. I can go watch this guy do it who found some easy way that I would have never thought of to like, just totally like almost like a cheat code to just like (laughs) make this easy. So that part of it was yeah. better then, I feel like. But, like, overall, I think it's a better thing to have a lot of people able to come together and find correct information than God. waste your life thinking you can get the Triforce. And <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Well, one could
1: search their whole life for the Triforce and it would not be a waste of life. <laughs>